Good morning, everyone. How is everyone today on this Wednesday? It is Wealth Wednesday. I believe it's what, July 23rd? Do I have that right? July 22nd. July 22nd. See, I was a day early. Oh, whatever. But anywho, this is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, live from Vero Beach in a little a little cloud, but uh, you know, the palm trees are still, you know, get some movement going to them, so it's very pretty. And I am with two sisters. And good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva, reporting to you live from the circle in North Haven. Today, uh, well, actually this morning, it was raining, it was a little steamy, now it's clearing up. I see the sun's out, I'm looking at the skylight there. And today is Wellness Wealth Wednesday, or Wealth Wellness Wednesday. <laughs> and we have so much to chat about. And by the way, I did not dye my hair, just saying. Yes. So for those of you that can't see, and this is kind of funny, I was outside last night or actually it was yesterday during the day and was chatting with with one of my our neighbors Anne, who fyi said where's tuesday's podcast i'm waiting so hopefully we we got that up and running yeah, it's all up and running yeah i did that awesome. she's so funny and she said oh my god the two of you just cracked me up I, I i look forward to hearing the two of you and you know it's so funny because she said as we describe things we are actually doing very well for those that are not seeing us. So what Janice is referring to, the pinkness in her hair, Anne, is when I first came on to, you know, get on, jump on and get ready to do our Zoom podcast live Facebook, my sister always wears her hair up frequently in a bun style, messy, the, you know, the look, the messy look, bun, whatever. So she's wearing this pink headband to keep her flyaways. But when I first got on, it looked a little like she had one of those click clip on pink things, you know, that you see some people wear. And I was like, what sister dear did you do to your hair? But it's all good. It's just a band. What a relief. Yeah, you know? there was, yeah, there was too many foofy doos. I'm like, yeah. Too, too many flyaways. So wealth, wealth, Wellness Wednesday, www. It, it, it is a mouthful. I'm not, not going to lie, but we combine that for a specific, specifically for a reason, right? Wealth and wellness. How do they intertwine? And, and we chat about this every Wednesday because obviously, as most of you, our audience knows that we do have different themes for each day. And this one is a time to reflect on how wellness and wealth actually do intertwine. They do. And a lot of people, you know, usually talking about money is, is for most people is very uncomfortable, but, and especially if you're in a, a position that you are someone that is an entrepreneur or you have a home-based business or you're in direct sales, a lot of people get the perception, oh, I think the line I usually hear is, oh, you're in it for the money. And I always crack up when I hear that. You're in it for the money. What does that really mean? You're in it for the money. When I, I think sadly, a lot of times we are brought up to, you know, grow up, get an education and look for that job. Instead of growing up, you know, education is, is a plus, but it's not a be end all for a lot of people. And how about instead of looking for a job, you look for an opportunity. 
because what, how wellness and wealth kind of combines each other is the more money that you do make, the more that you can impact the world, impact your community, community, impact your church, maybe, you know, a special charity that you're involved in. So the whole point of really embracing how wealth ties into wellness is twofold. If you don't have money, if you're struggling, and you're trying to figure out you know, ways of, of your path, you're so focused on that, that you're forgetting that you know, kind of what you put out in the universe, you get in return. So someone like that even needs wealth and Wednesday uh, wellness together even more so, because it opens up your, and broadens your, your, it opens up your mind to the possibilities. Geez, what if I did have more money? I could impact more people. I could help more people. So the whole premise between really embracing wealth and wellness and how they, they, they don't collide, they actually complement each other is to really understanding and knowing that. So what makes an entrepreneur different from someone that chooses that normal, and I'll just categorize it as a nine to five, because we know like the whole premise of nine to five doesn't really exist anymore, especially, and I think that's really, really was more emphasized during this pandemic is that how easily people had to pivot whatever business they were in, whatever profession they were in. So now that quote, that nine to five really wasn't occurring because now most people like an entrepreneur are now working at home. So you have that a little bit more flexibility with your schedule, but you know, the nine to five, even if I think anybody in that works that quote, the nine to five schedule, and I use that loosely because nobody does most nine to five, meaning a salary type of person actually puts in a lot more than 40 hours a work week. A lot of people don't realize that. While yes, there are probably smidgets of times that they work less than 40, but are still getting paid as a 40 hour salary person, employee, frequently, depending on, you know, what position you have in that particular company, business operation, we'll kind of deem the hours that you actually do work. So, an entrepreneur has a little bit more flexibility, but I think that those that have been now having to pivot their business or, you know, we, you hear a lot of people that are involved in insurance companies, they're now working at home because it's more conducive. They're finding that they're getting more productivity from somebody working at home. So there's a lot of pluses, but the point being, whatever you do, whether you're in direct sales, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're in a professional career, whether you're an hourly employee, I think we could all collectively agree if you have the ability to help more, it takes money to do that. And that's the whole point of actually understanding. And that's great for your wellness because you know, if you're struggling, the stresses that that causes. So now if you're in a position where you can do good, good work, so how do we do that? We do random acts of kindness. It has nothing to do with the monetary amount. It has to do with meeting the mindset to understand, I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to do a random act of kindness, not something that a charity that you would normally give to. It's a random act. So the person is not expecting it. They're surprised by it. You may, you know, some people like to like pay for the person behind them at the counter, no matter where you are. And they may kind of go to the side and they just want to see the reaction of the person's face. Cause that's so cool. Like, okay, why would somebody do this? Like who spreads kindness? Who in their right mind would pay for the person behind me? Or how about when you're, on the highway for the few uh, cash booths that are left, you know, here, here's, you know, what, what's the toll? $2. Hey, here's, here's, here's six pay for the next two cars behind me. So it's a random act of kindness. Cause how would that make you feel? So to really, truly, 
understand the whole premise behind it. How would it make you feel? And I guess that would be the question I'll ask our audience. How would it make you feel if someone did a random act of kindness in a financial exchange? And I say exchange, they're exchanging it with you, but you're not necessarily exchanging with them because you don't know where it's coming from. What would you do with that? And how would that make you feel? Well, one thing that I would do, which I've done before is I pay it forward because that has happened to me a couple of times. And I was like, it just kind of melted my heart. And it really put me in that mood of more giving. Like I wanted to do that same. That sparks the change. That sparks the, you know what? That was a great idea. I want to pay it forward. And that's kind of where that exchange or what that exchange is all about. It's all about the framework and giving to others <laughs> in a capacity that you're, you're able to spread that goodness. And think of that person maybe who's having a bad day and they are sparked with that act and kindness of generosity, how that makes them feel like, oh my gosh, like that is awesome. And, you know, there's, there's always that opportunity to do that. And it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be, um, it can be anything you want it to be. And that's, whoops, that's the beauty of it too. It sure is like, it, you know, you'll find some people, you know, a lot of people say, well, what do you do? Like, how do you go about doing it? Well, some people, it could be that they're going out to eat. They may double the tip. It could be um, sometimes what I've done, you know, if I'm picking up, say, a takeout, we don't normally do a takeout that often, but if we, we, the few times I have, I'll go in there to pick it up. Now, generally speaking, because it's takeout and somebody may, you know, tip a few dollars, some people may not even tip at all, but, you know, I'll tip double what I think the actual, what I'm buying is worth because they're not expecting that. Uh, other times I've gone into a gas station and you know where you put the credit card, you know, you swipe your card, I'll, I'll leave a bill in there. And so they're about to obviously put their credit card in there and they say, well, what is that? You know, and it's more, a lot of people don't realize it's just as important for you to feel something as it is for the generosity that the person's going to feel. Because how does that make you feel? It makes you feel, it's not a question of patting yourself on the back. I did a good deed. That's not the point. The point is it makes you feel good that you helped and surprised somebody. And what does that do for your mindset, your endorphins, your wellness? See, everything's all tied in together. And it, action, there's very few things in our life that we truly can control. We, we frequently talk about this on Two Sisters. There's, there's really some things that, you know, when you really, really think about it, that we were only in control of. We're in control of how we behave. We're in control of our actions. And we're also in control of how we react to things. Those are truly the only things that we can know that we can control without, without, uh, with any, without even second thought. We know that. So the point that we're paying it forward and we're also controlling that I know this is going to make me feel good. And it's not selfish to want to do good for others. It's not selfish to know the benefits of doing an act of kindness is a good selfish because it's helping your mindset 
be more positive, have a better outlook on, on things. And knowing that you surprise somebody that hopefully that same and the domino effect is going to keep occurring. So you have to understand the piece. And when you st really start to embrace that mindset, your mindset on money totally changes, totally changes. It does because you're embracing the framework of that. You're not basing it or framing it on, oh, hey, I did a good deed. Not at all what this is about. It's about that feeling that it gives to others that spreads that curiosity forward because for every action, there's a reaction. And we all know there's a lot of that obviously going on today. So I choose in my world to spread positivity, kindness, and what better way on Wealth Wednesday. And yes, I am. I have to run out today. And I already kind of have in my mind what I'm going to do. Um, and I'm not going to broadcast what exactly I am going to do. But, you know, that kind of, that makes me feel good. Like, you know, just thinking what the other person receiving on the receiving end, how they will feel like, oh, this is pretty cool. And it's all about gratitude. And I'm actually, I have these little cards that I use on, on some occasions. And obviously, Wealth Wednesday was introduced to me by Rankmaker. So I want to give a shout out to Ray Higdon and the, uh, you know, all his coaching. And it's something that just took to my heart. But on the cards, it says gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. And that's actually a, a quote from Zig Ziglar. Zig, Zig, whatever. I can never pronounce that name. Yeah. Ziggy. Zig, Zig, Zig. <laughs> that's a tongue twister. <laughs> yes. So, but anyways, but gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. Gratitude. So you feel gratitude when you give the person that receives feeling gratitude and they're going to pass that gratitude forward. It's all about feeling grateful, feeling those good human emotions, because that obviously ties in with our health and wellness. So what would you plan today? So you've got something in mind. You, you already have your little... Yeah. Oh, I have a little something in mind. Oh, I'll be on my keyboard today. I'm doing a lot of work. Um, and to me, honestly, it's not work. I'm very excited about everything happening, everything going on. So I will be focusing my energy on that. I'm also doing some coaching today, which I love to do. Um, I was already <laughs> at the studio this morning at 5 a.m. And just want to give a shout out because I just kind of glanced over and I see Spunky Monkey is watching today. So Stephanie, thank you so much for being on live with us. Also want to give a shout out to my other compadres, Lori Callahan, a.k.a. Madam Director, um, Amber, and I always forget what her heart rate monitor name is and Carrie, LJ, um, Amber's daughter, Ava. I'm trying to go around the room and remember everybody where everybody was in their cubicles, but you know what? And, and that's what I love about Wellness Wednesday. It's about just that feeling that you get when, when, you're, when you're able to give unsuspectingly. I love it. And also, you know, again, still taking care of your own wellness. You know, Wellness Wednesday is, is twofold. It's wealth, it's wellness, but it's also really understanding the value of 
investing in you. When you invest in you and your mindset and your, your, your health and wellness, your gut health, your mind health, your mindset, all those things are all intertwined. And it makes for just, you know, your whole, your whole system working cohesively together with all the different systems that we have within our bodies, our mindset and whatnot. So it's a great day to pause to make sure that we're giving gratitude you know, grateful of what we have, grateful that we're able to help. And again, when we talk about the monetary amount, uh, amount you know, as I said, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll leave a bill in the gas station. Uh, I've also left money in pet food. You know, some people, you know, are diehard pet owners. So, you know, I'll put a little surprise in, you know, pet food sometimes. I always think of the young moms out there and dads. So sometimes I'll, you know, slip something in a Pampers box or a formula box. Um, I've gotten creative a few times in the dairy aisle. I won't go into it, but in the dairy aisle, sometimes I do, you know, some random act of kindness there. So I always try to look for creative ways of helping people. You know, sometimes it could be someone, you know, remember the old days when somebody delivered something to your home? And I hopefully some people still do, you know, especially during this time frame. you know, why not thank them? They've delivered something to your doorstep. You know, some people leave out bowls of candy or fruit or probably not so much fruit right now and probably not candy so much right now because of, of, of the heat. But, you know, bottled water. Some people leave a bucket of, you know, bottled water for that delivery person. Um, I've done that a few times and I'll, I'll wrap a bill around. The, and it has nothing to do with the, the dollar amount. It could be a dollar. It could be five dollars, whatever amount. So it's not the amount. So I want to make sure we're very clear with our audience. It's nothing to do with that. Are some people very, very generous? Absolutely. But mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with the dollar amount. It's just the actual act of gratitude and spreading it forward to an unsuspecting person. And that is the whole point. We love sharing that because again, it really just, it puts something positive in the world, especially, I think we need, we need these little bits of action during these, these times of uncertainty, I know um, I've been chatting with so many, so many young moms and dads that have just been over inundated of, you know, either waiting for their school system you know, in their district to finalize plans. Do I buy, the, the, the common joke is, you know, do I buy more PJs or loungewear or do I buy, you know, school supplies? You know, they, they're, they're living in uncertain times. And I have to say, I'm so, so impressed with how many parents have really just taken this on and dove in because A, they didn't have a, a choice. And it's funny when you don't have a choice and you just have to go, you just have to do it. You don't think about it. It almost reminds me, it brings you back to the days of when you were, were a child and you didn't, you had that kind of no fear attitude. You just went ahead and jumped over, you know, jumped over and leapfrogged. You, you, you took that, that faith in you, not even knowing that that's what you were doing, right? I mean, how many of us did that? Like, you know, you, you know I, I remember climbing a tree, you know, living in no fear. And I remember falling off and landing on a picnic table. And, you know, I've had back injuries since then, but I remember still climbing up that tree. I remember, I remember, our house in Hartford, and I have no idea why, you know, it's probably some experimental thing. My, one of my brother, one of our brothers is an engineer. Another one has that, you know, kind of sciencey background as well on certain things. And we climbed out, it was an English tutor 
we climbed out to the roof because it was a metal roof in, in that particular area. And we brought a dozen, I don't think we brought a dozen eggs, maybe we brought about six eggs. And we fried the eggs on top of the roof. Now, if, if, if and I've gone, since gone back there, when I visit Connecticut, I, I've gone back to, and I've talked to the owners, and I've gotten to go to the back of the yard and think, holy hell, you know, as children, we got on that roof to fry eggs? What the hell were we thinking of? But the point crazy. being, it's crazy, right? But right. We, dove, we dove into it. We didn't think about it. And, you know, I'm using that analogy is, is that's what these parents are doing now. They're diving in to these teacher roles, which they're already teachers. As soon as you become a parent, you're a teacher, unbeknownst to yourself. It's part of the unwritten parent book. But now you have kind of a dilemma because if you are that parent that is structured and has rules, which I hope most parents do, now you're also implementing that, but you're wearing a different hat because the teacher's role and the structure and the rules are different from your home life, this, you know, being the, you know, administer of, you know, the rules and regulations of your home. And then all that goes with that. So now you're blending the two and how hard that is because, you know, at one point you're the teacher and, you know, you got to do this. And then now you're back to the mom or dad role. Pick up your freaking room. It's dirty. Why does it smell in there? Because you got dirty socks and underwear. Let's, let's clean that crap up, right? So the dilemma that these, these parents are in, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know how I would have handled it. You know, when I look at what they have for resources, but they also have got to obviously figure this crap out, where would we have? You know, we had the Ed Sullivan show and, and, you know, a TV with rabbit ears. We didn't, we didn't have the technology that they have. And we had Dick and Jane. And actually, speaking of Dick and Jane, uh, I believe it's John's book from when he was in school. Tina's actually, actually used that. And uh, our grandson actually read the whole thing. And, you know, kudos to you parents that are, that are doing that. I'm just not sure that I would have done such a good job as I see what they're doing. I mean, I would have, I mean, when you're kind of in it, you have to do it, but I don't know. Yeah. When you're, when you are put to the test to get a task, to get something done, you do it. But I do want to circle back for just a moment. Cause I don't know, realize if you knew that I was snickering when you were talking about Harford. Yeah. I and saw you snicker. I, I was waiting for, I kind of like, I saw it. I'm like, she's going to come out. She's going she's gonna to come out with some doozy and it probably has something to do with me or my brothers. You know, she's um, for those that don't know, we, we, we are a family of six siblings. Janice and I are kind of in the middle. So we have uh, Janice has two older sisters, two older brothers. I have one older sister, two older brothers. And then I have two younger sisters. Janice has one younger sister. So we're, we, 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 we are a sibling of siblings of six. So Janice and I are kind of in the middle. Um, so we don't have the luxury. And we, it, this is an ongoing joke. We don't have the luxury of, we weren't the oldest, yet we weren't the babies. We're kind of in the middle. So some of us were a little bit more mischievous than others because I think at that point, you know, our parents were playing cards and go out and play in the streets and who, who are those kids in the middle? <laughs> right, exactly. And the fear factor, like, and, and I just want to say too, that uh, th there was only really one bad thing I did when I was a kid. Everybody, oh, God. 
Everybody knows about it. I'm just being me because I'm Janice. I was always treated, oh, I was always treated as the baby, even though yes. when our youngest sibling came along, but I was still treated as the baby. Yeah, you were, yeah. Um, my brothers instilled fear um, the tree in the backyard in Harford with the swing on it. Oh, we got a test. I was the test dummy. Let's see if when, when you're swinging it this way, if it hits the tree. Yeah, I was wow. a little scared. There, there is a, you know, a, a power of the order of where you're born in the birth order. So yeah, it sucked to be you sometimes. I, I yes, agree. it did. And we had um, a lot of good laughs when we were in Florida because, um, you know, uh, my two, four older siblings were there. So there was five of us. And, you know, Fran and Victor were starting to get into that. I saw them looking at me and I, I remember looking at Victor and I said, don't even think about it because I brought my gloves to me and I'll take you out in a second. Oh, the salt shaker? Yeah. 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 So I, what our brothers would frequently do to both both Janice and I, they 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 did torment us quite a bit, but yeah, they did in a loving way. They would unscrew the salt Love shaker it. and the pepper shaker, any kind of shaker, mostly the salt shaker. So you know, as a child, you know, now of course, being as adults, we always preach low sodium, but back then, you know, everyone used sodium, used salt. So we would obviously grab the salt shaker and the hole, you know, they didn't have the, like the little holes that they do now, or it was, it was it j just constructed differently. So you unscrewed it and the whole cap would fall off and your plate would be filled with a pile of salt. So that was courtesy of our, our brothers on several occasions. On several occasions. That's why I saw them looking over at me when we were in Florida. And I, I would look back at them and give them a dirty look and I would take the sh pick up the shaker and just make sure it was tight. The memories of childhood. But I mean, when you think about that, you, you, you do think about those things. So you have all those, you know, funny things that happen as you're growing up. But now, let's be real. Can you imagine mommy being a teacher? Now, my, our, our, our mother was an entrepreneur spirit. She was an entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur. And that's really where we were introduced to it. Being uh, that structured with her children to that degree, I don't think, I don't think she, she would have handled it. She would have been forced to handle it. But it's so funny when you see the different generations of the tools. So of course it would have been you know, practicing our writing, our cursive, which Lordy knows, they don't, I don't even think they do that in school anymore, or very limited. You know, you would have American history, you know, even as young children, we, we were taught American history. We, uh, you know, we, for our younger years, we did go to parochial school. We would have a religious section. You would have an English section and a math section. And that would be your basics. We are now, because of technology, and the way things are and the learning style has, is so different. They have to implement all these different things. And they do, uh, I think they're more elaborate and I don't know why that is. Like when I went up North and I saw the school system that the Spencer Academy came up with, I was, I was impressed. I'm like, this looks like a classroom. And that worked out really well. And obviously the, um, Ray Ray and Jed thrived on that. So absolutely, they did. And so I think there is something that when you see 
the end results of when you, you know you're forced into a situation. So now, of course, what is happening is I feel bad because it's almost like they're back in that limbo mode because when they first started to cut schools down, you know, saying, you know, you're not returning, whatever, you were living in this limbo. You didn't know, okay, are we going back to school? Are we not going back to school? You know, should I, you know, should I start teaching them? Like they were such in limbo and now they've had a taste of it for a few months and Jan's cracking up. I don't know why. I'm sure she's going to tell us for those who cannot see her. She's like literally cracking up in front of me, but we'll get to that in two seconds. So I feel for them, they're living in limbo again because they don't have any clear cut decision and they've got to make those choices. Am I going to keep my kid home? Am I going to send them part-time? Every district, every state is different. All right, Janice. So my sister is smirking away and she's like ready to burst her bubble of some sort of information. So go for it. Well, I was just checking the controls as I normally do and I minimize my Zoom screen and I have Facebook up so I can see. And there's a delay on Facebook. It's about, I think we calculated it at about 22 seconds. But when you're, you know, we're Italian and we talk with our hands, your right hand came up, but it looked like it was, five, it looked like it was bigger than your whole head. <laughs> I'm like looking and I'm like- And I oh. have very small hands. Yeah. I have very small hands. So um, I, am so, I am so glad I'm, I'm, I'm adding to your entertainment pleasure this morning. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We, we love doing what we do and we're, we're super excited. You know, today is wealth <coughs> wellness Wednesday. So embrace all three. Make sure you're getting your, obviously your wellness on, your mindset on, doing good for you, do your body good, do your gut good, but also pay things forward in such a way that you surprise somebody. See how it feels, just try it, try it one time. Oh, I've given you a few suggestions, but I'm sure our audience can be quite creative and just do it. And anyone, I'm gonna think I'm gonna throw a challenge out there. For anyone that does participate in Wealth, when, wealth Wellness Wednesday, it is a mouthful, I know. Take your picture, take a selfie of you doing it because I want to see some creative, creative ideas of what people are doing. And it, you know, it is funny because a lot of times I do, I'll do a selfie, I'll take a picture. And it's not again for self-promotion, it's more of I did it, you're excited that you do it and you share it and you'd be surprised when you're sharing that goodness, how it translates to somebody else. Hmm. That looks like fun. Like who doesn't like to have a little fun shopping or who doesn't like to be on a little crusade of surprising somebody? So be creative and let's see what you got. So with that, I'm gonna turn it over to my better half. This is Carol Sue, AKA live from Nani, live from Nani Beach. Aha, that's not exactly where I'm from. AKA Naughty Boss, live from Vero Beach at Reams on the Rocks. Little cloudy, but you know what? I'm seeing a palm tree. I'm happy. Get on it. Get on that wellness. Get on that wellness. Get on that wellness. Get on it. Just do it. Be you. Be kind. Pay it forward. Get on the peace train. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Stephanie, thank you once again for joining us live. This is always such a pleasure and to do this. And 
you know, just maybe add a little value to your day, maybe spark some curiosity, um, pay it forward, be well to yourself, be kind to others as we all are, make a difference. That's what we're all here to do is to make a difference. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva. I'm the Heart Rate Monitor at ILKB North Haven. We love you. Have a fantastic Wellness Wednesday. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.